Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Shell has announced a shock jump in its profits, nearly triple what it was last year, and it sparked calls for a windfall tax on oil and gas giants to help families struggling with the cost of living crisis. The Standard's reporting on Thursday how Royal Dutch Shell has published underlying profits of $9.1 billion, that's £7.2 billion, for the first financial quarter of this year. And the shock? Well, those profits are up 43%, all thanks to soaring oil and gas prices. Now, there are calls for a one-off tax on the likes of BP and Shell. It's being suggested could bring in £9 billion for the Treasury's COVID-ravaged coffers. It comes after BP announced another huge huge earnings jump to $6.2 billion. And to make sense of today's announcement and those figures, we're joined by the standard city editor, Oscar Williams-Groot. Oscar, this figure is huge for a single quarter. What's the breakdown, the significance, and how does it compare to the previous quarter? In terms of how it compares to the previous quarter, that's probably a good place to start because it gives you an idea of how big profits are normally. So in the last quarter, Shell's earnings were actually $6.4 billion. So while this is a huge jump, about um, 40% above where they were in the last quarter, this business usually is churning out huge amounts of money it's worth about 170 billion altogether so it's no surprise that they are you know making such large earnings now in terms of how that breaks down they have lots of business lines they both drill up oil from the ground they sell it at petrol stations they make it into chemicals that they then also sell and they trade on the international energy markets. Now, the biggest increase in profits actually came from the chemicals business. That's experiencing the same sort of disruption uh, that a lot of commodity markets have seen since the invasion in Ukraine. So there's strong demand for that. But obviously, they did see a increase in their profits from the oil business. Oil prices are going through the roof. And uh, that's obviously good for a company like Shell. The news of these profits will surely leave a bad taste for many people at a time when millions of Britons are on the verge of fuel poverty. Is that just capitalism or do you think there's any appetite from the government for further taxing energy giants? There's two questions there. There's one which is, you know, is it capitalism and one is there the political appetite. In terms of is it capitalism, it is pretty much. that. That is how, how the system works and 
Shell would argue they were actually in a very bad position two years ago. Uh, if you remember, the oil price actually went negative briefly due to uh, cratering demand uh, during lockdowns as the pandemic struck. So uh, that was a really tough time for Shell. And you could argue that they're essentially uh, just seeing lumpy profits rather than artificially high profits in general. They're getting a kind of uh, windfall from missing out two years ago. But uh, as you say, that won't really wash with most members of the public who are seeing their bills soar and seeing the likes of Shell make loads of money. In terms of the political appetite, so far it seems like the government don't want to introduce a windfall tax because you'll remember that they're of course trying to deal with their own energy security strategy, which means that they have to uh, develop new forms of renewable energy strategy and make sure that they have enough oil and gas to get them there in the short run. So really what they want to see is these oil and gas giants like BP and Shell invest these huge profits into green renewable energy projects that are going to pay off in the years to come, as well as making sure we have enough oil and gas while we go through that transition. But this morning, it's interesting to see that Kwasi Kwarteng, the business secretary, did tweet uh, rather pointedly saying that he wants to see these companies start to invest more in these types of projects. So if we see continued large payouts without uh, equally large investments, uh, we may start to see a change in tone from the government. And so what is Shell saying in response? There is a statement from CEO Ben Van Burden. It's uh, rather uh, mealy-mouthed. He's essentially saying, you know, we're balancing a lot of different things here at the same time. You know, we're talking to government about energy security at the same time. We are trying to keep our shareholders happy at the same time. We're also thinking about the renewable future and keeping oil pumping for the here and now. There's not nothing incredibly bombastic there, but you can understand why. He's walking a very fine political tightrope, so he's unlikely to want to say anything too controversial either way. How have oil prices been affected by Russia's invasion of Ukraine? In terms of why prices are rising, that's... There's two reasons, really. One is because a lot of people have stopped buying Russian oil. In the case of people like Shell and BP, that's a voluntary decision. They've said that they are not going to buy any more, it's called Urals oil, because they don't want to be seen to be fueling Putin's war machine, which is the charge that Ukraine has levelled against a lot of people still trading with Russia. Now, how that affects international prices is basically oil is a commodity. So there's generally a kind of unified price price for oil. If I can't get Russian oil, I can just supplement it or replace it with Norwegian oil, with oil from the US. And therefore, the loss of supply from Russia simply puts up the price of it on the international market and other people will try and bid against you for the supplies that you may have relied on before for at a lower price. Perhaps there's a moral argument for Shell's obligations, because could such huge sums earned be considered war profiteering? I think it's unfair to say that Shell or BP is war profiteering. They've actually been pretty surprisingly bold in their actions towards Russia since the uh, invasion of Ukraine. Is there any sign that Shell has made good its promise to exit the Russian market? Could you also give us a bit of background on that? Both BP and Shell announced that they are withdrawing their operations from Russia. They've said that they're going to stop 
buying Russian oil, which goes above and beyond you know what's legally proposed. And these are not small decisions. BP said this week that they are taking a $25 billion hit from exiting Russia. Shell have put their costs at about $5 billion. So these really are massive decisions, and it's unwinding uh, businesses that have been there for decades. Now, there has been some controversy around Shell because there's been some suspicions, charges that they may still be buying some Russian oil that's blended with other products so that uh, a so-called Latvian blend where if it's less than 50% Russian oil you don't have to classify it as Russian oil. There was a suspicion in the market that this was going on and uh, in fact uh, one of the Ukrainian officials wrote to Shell in a letter that was leaked to the Wall Street Journal accusing them of fueling Putin's war machine but uh, Shell have pushed back strongly on this and denied that they are doing this practice. So I think that there is a real concern about this. And finally, the other big city story today is the Bank of England interest rate rise. What will this mean for the pound in people's pockets? Well, the Bank of England is expected to put rates up by 0.25% today, which would uh, take the UK's interest rate to uh, 1%. Now, this has been pretty widely expected because of the inflation that we're seeing here in the UK. It's at a 30-year high and expected to go even higher. We could see it peak above 9 or maybe even 10%, which is levels not seen in our lifetime. How it will affect the pound? Well, a higher interest rate should theoretically attract more investors uh, to the pound because uh, you can earn higher rates of returns. But this isn't happening in a vacuum and we are seeing rates rise around the world. So just overnight, the US Federal Reserve put their interest rate up by half a percentage point, which is the biggest rise since 2000. That's because we're seeing inflation all around the world. So in general, I think it won't have a huge impact on the pound because it's uh, happening all over the world. But it will be put up mortgage rates if you are on a a variable mortgage, which actually most people these days are not. So for the majority of mortgage holders, you won't see a change tomorrow. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm with an election special. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.